Welcome back. I want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor of today's episode of North American Deer Talk, CNE Wildlife Products. CNE Wildlife is a trusted leader in biotechnology for the cervid industry. They offer microencapsulated bacteria products that are research supported through Texas Tech University. With more than 30 years of experience and commitment to all natural probiotics, this product line continues to be a mainstay in herd management programs across North America. And the reason is simple. They are passionate about the cervid industry. They have products for elk, whitetail, muleys, red deer, and more. With products ranging from Fawn Paste and Electromax to Guardian Plus, Whitetail Energy Pack, Jumpstart, or their ever-popular Top Score Extreme, they just flat out work. We've been a CNE Wildlife product user for more than 15 years. To learn more about CNE Wildlife, check out episode 54 of North American Deer Talk, a probiotics masterclass with CNE owner Sadie Horrocks, and give her a call today to start using the products we do here. Hey, it's the Deer Wizard, host of North American Deer Talk. I want to tell you about a great new advertising and research platform that we've developed for you, CWDbreeding.com. You know, as the deer industry continues to mature and develop around chronic wasting disease and its known genetic heritability, resources like CWDbreeding.com become essential tools for deer managers across the country making decisions about their herds. I really wanted a platform that excelled at hosting GEBV and codon markers in a filterable and searchable manner, but I also wanted to have high quality pictures, videos, ages, scores, NADAR numbers, and a whole host of other information to go along with that. This database puts everything in one easy to find location and allows you to access the industry's greatest genetic resources. I look forward to seeing all the great bucks that people have to offer in one easy-to-find location, cwdbreeding.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of North American Deer Talk. Is it fawn time again? I think it is. I, uh, I saw somebody post a, it is April, this will probably come out first week of May. Um, we do kind of set these up and record them kind of as they, they fall into line. But anyway, um, it's, it's in April and, uh, I saw somebody post a picture of a fawn and I was like, no, 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 no. A little early for that. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's, it's that time again. So we're going to chat a little bit about fawns. Um, I, I have a whole bunch of stuff I want to run through, um, just prior to that. So um, bear with me. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Hit that like and subscribe button. I really appreciate it. If you want to listen to us on the podcast or you are listening to us on the podcast or you want to find us on the podcast, um, wherever you you listen, uh, Spotify, Google, um, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, there, we're, we're, on, we're on all of them. So whatever your, your preference is with that. Um, we have some on the servant solution side of things. Um, everybody should pretty much everybody's got their, uh, spring vaccines. That's all, um, that's all done with the, um, I just, 
vaccinated here yesterday. Um, got all the adult dose done, got all of last year's uh, doe fawns, uh, did some shuffling around, got the adult dose into some uh, winter rested pens. We had a couple winter rested pens or very lightly used pens uh, for them to, to fawn out in. That has served us pretty well over the years, um, at least for the past couple you know, I got, got my numbers where they need to be. And, um, anyway, so that, that's provided a, a good platform to work from having some winter rested pens. If I could have them winter rested all winter and, and have even more space, I would, but I am not in a position, uh, today to do that. And I, I still do try to maximize my, my property, um, and, and give the, you know, the least amount of, inputs into my farm. So anyway, um, we have an open order period coming up for Servant Solutions. That's going to begin May 1st through May 31st. Um, what is that? Well, um, the best way for me to describe that is if you already are a Servant Solutions member, you get a $90 per bottle discount on your vaccine orders. Now, these are deposits, they're non-refundable, and these are for your fall applications. So when you go to wean your fawns, and, and I see people rolling their eyes back in their head and, and throwing their hands up and saying, hey, we haven't even had fawns yet. I, I get it. Health preparation and, and management like this, animal husbandry, takes a little bit of, of uh, planning ahead. And, and this is the easiest way for us to work through that process. So um, these deposits hold inventory. Uh, they allow us to make sure that we have that inventory for you to use and that you have time to get it, that all the necessary paperwork's done. Um, because I promise once fawns start coming here any day for most of us, um, August will show up real quick. That's just how it goes, right? And bucks will be all but done growing. There'll be a whole new set of fawn crops and You'll say, "Wow, where did summer go?" That's that's how it works. So um, this is this is a way for us to prepare for that. And when I say us, I mean all of us, all of us as as deer managers. It's important to to make sure our health program is is kind of dialed in. So uh, we do those deposits. Um, you get if you're a member, place that order um, during that uh, 30 day window or whatever it is, uh, May 1st to May 31st and get your discount uh, on your your order, right? It's $90 per bottle. It's it's significant. Um, to do that, you can sign up for the Servant Solutions membership program. Um, and I just want to say, if you haven't logged in, if you're a member and you haven't logged in, uh, check that out. We just, we're doing some um, kind of reorganizing. We continue to put content up there and we have 13 individual categories that cover things from uh, health management, remote delivery, chronic waste disease, state association news, all that stuff. Um, and there's 122 individual pieces of content there, articles, videos, all that stuff. So um, check that out. We're going to we're gonna keep working on that for you. We're going to keep trying to make that as good as we can make it. Uh, we'll continue to refine, to organize to add better search features, cover the topics that you all want to hear. Um, many of these we discuss on the show and, you know, we'll, we'll kind of try to work through all of those 
Uh, if you have any ideas for content you'd like to see or specific questions, uh, you know where to find me. Just shoot me a message, give me a call, whatever. I will try to work on those things because um, I think they're important. I think they can can benefit everybody. Um, they certainly benefit me personally when I, um, you know, either have to learn something new or kind of go over uh, previous stuff maybe that I I take for granted that is maybe just inbreded in inbreded. <laughs> embedded into my brain. So um, check that out. That's the Servant Solutions Life Cycles Dashboard. That's the organization uh, organizational tool uh, that's in your Servant Solutions membership it comes as, as part of that, that membership. So check out the open ordering, get your vaccine orders in. If you're not a uh, current vaccine order, vaccine orderer, um, or using our, our program and you have interest um, we want to make sure that we get that done kind of before weaning. That's our first real opportunity to, you know, handle fawns and um, kind of get prepared for the breeding season in fall. Uh, give me a call. I, I'm happy to, to chat with you and kind of work through that with you. So check that out. Um, on the Deer Wizard side of things, we are running a promo uh, via cwdbreeding.com. So we've put out um, we've put out a letter to state and national associations offering a 50% discount for any member of those associations on buck listings for cwdbreeding.com. So currently those listings are $250 a piece for a one-year term. And if you are a member of, let's say, the Pennsylvania Deer Farmers Association or Nadifa, you get a 50% discount if you want to list a buck, right? So um, you get a buck listing for a year for $125, which is a heck of a deal. So um, consider um, consider getting a buck listing up. Um, the association offices have the promo code. You're going to need a promo code for this 50% discount, you can contact the Nadifa office or the Pennsylvania Deer Farmers Association office. They have that uh, promo code that we're going to check to see if you're a member. If you're a member in good standing, promo code's yours. You can list as many bucks as you want. And um, if you're not a member, get signed up and you know, it more than easily pays for that uh, membership. So check that out. Again, the site is cwdbreeding.com. If you're in a state, let's say, I'll just say Illinois, right? Let's say you're in Illinois and you're listening. Um, if your state association has not made an announcement to its members saying, hey, this discount's available, um, ping them and say, hey, Josh is running at a discount um, on cwdbreeding.com listings. Uh, I'd like to get one. Can you set that up? And I am happy to do that. So have them reach out to me. Um, you know, states like Louisiana, Florida, Kentucky. I'm just throwing them out there, right? Like there's a whole bunch. You guys, um, I'm I'm happy to, to offer that discount uh, for you. Uh, if you have members that that want to use that, it's a it's a benefit for uh, folks in the industry. That's why it's there. And I thought this was a good way to provide some membership value uh, for state associations. I know 
Um, our board in Pennsylvania jumped right on that. Uh, and then the Nadifa board is offering that as well. So check that out. And um, yeah, that's there. Let's talk fawns. So I have a pretty in-depth episode. It's episode 33. It's just fawn, uh, fawn life, uh, day one to day 90, right? So I want to just kind of recap some of the what I think are important things now that everybody's getting in fawn mode. So from, you know, the past call it month, cause we had a pretty mild winter. Uh, I was just getting out there getting my pastures cleaned up. What does that look like? Well, in North central Pennsylvania, uh, where we are, we're in the mountains. Uh, we have pretty nice pastures. There are mature trees throughout, uh, that we've cut and kind of thin through, um, at least half of our pastures and stuff dies right we have um hemlock trees dying ash trees dying from uh, blight and bugs and whatever else so those are natural cleanup the buck pen has trees die each year from you know bucks trashing their their um their bark and just killing those trees over long periods of time mature trees will will ultimately or can ultimately die from soil compaction. You know, you get enough deer in, in a, a concentrated area around mature trees, they just compact the roots. And that takes a, a long, long time, but it, it can happen. So there's that. Um, anyway, we got to clean up. So we try to go through, get all the major debris off the ground, um, pile it up, burn it. You know, that's, that's the easiest thing for us. Um, I took down a big ash tree. I think I got a pretty big chunk of wood. There's a 20 foot straight piece there. Um, so I, I don't know if it's rotted or not. I'm going to felt pretty solid when I, when I cut into it, I'm going to, um, I'm going to take the saw to it and open it up and see if there's anything worthwhile. Um, but anyway, get your pens cleaned up. And the reason I do that now is because, well, our vegetation is starting to come in. We had, I don't know, two weeks of considerably better weather, weather than, you know, over the winter. I think we hit 80. We were in the 80s the one day and um, stuff's really starting to green up. Now they're calling for at least two weeks of uh, 30 and uh, 40 degree temps at night. Rain, pretty typical fawning weather if you're in the north. I know the uh, the folks in uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota and such are are chuckling because you know that's they still got snow on the ground and um, they're still thawing out from from winter. I've seen uh, a bunch of people you know shooting shooting turkeys up that way and there's there's snow um, there's snow all over. So anyway, get your get your pastures ready. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna start cutting grass here. Uh, we have not done that yet. And of course, everybody in the South is chuckled because they've been cutting grass for two months. Um, so I have, I have kind of most of that done, at least to the best of my ability. Um, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's mostly done. I, I do have some rocks. I mean, the rocks come out of the ground up here. There's, it's, it's like an old riverbed from, you know, glaciers a hundred thousand years ago or whatever. And 
the rocks, you know, the size of footballs just come out of the ground. I keep picking at those. Um, anyway, we got it mostly, mostly nice. I think at least at minimum, the, the fawning pens are, are good. And I'm going to maybe take a whack at one of those later this week. Um, they're getting kind of thick and I'm going to, I'm going to work through there. Now, one of the things that we like to do is we like to have um, grass strips, right? So what's, what's a grass strip look like, or what can you do prior to those fawns coming to help manage your pasture, right? So just imagine, um, and we'll just use like a, a rectangle, right? So a, a 150 by 300, which is just right around an acre, maybe sub an acre um, as a pen, right? And you got, we have four or five does in those pens right now. Um, ours are not quite shaped like that, but just for the sake of, of this conversation, uh, we'll, we'll make it like that. If you get in there and you mow, let's just say these are kind of open pastures. There can be trees and stuff, but like mostly it's vegetation. Um, I don't like to just let the whole pen go because it makes it incredibly difficult for me to find, uh, fawns each day or do fawn checks each day with number one, without getting soaked in the morning, um, which I, I prefer not to have to put like rubber boots on and, or, you know, put waterproof bibs on to go walk my deer pens. I just, it's not, not something I want. Um, number two, um, it, it doesn't help with management for me. Uh, I like to have pretty trim pens. Uh, I like that sun to be able to um, at least get down and dry out the base of the, of the, um, you know, the grass and clover in there. Sometimes that clover gets thick and, you know, it starts folding over on itself and you just, I, I I'm trying to discourage mold growth generally. Um, and any, you know, fecal matter that kind of gets in there. I like the sun just to, to dry it out. Um, I keep some tall strips. So what's a tall strip? It's something that's, and you can make them however wide you like. I like them, you know, call it four to six feet wide. You can make them a little wider. Um, and those can be as long as you want. They can run the entire pen. I think it's kind of nice to have, you know, a break in there, but just imagine, a, you know, a 300 foot, uh, grass strip that, you know, is trimmed at each edge, but is four to six feet wide. And, and then, you know, there might be two or three of those in the, in the pasture. You can walk down next to those and the overwhelming majority of those fawns will hide in there. Now, many of you have, you know, fawn huts and, you know, 55 gallon drums that are up against the fence line for those fawns to kind of crawl in there and get out of the weather and things like that. And that's, that's important, right? Like if you're, if you, if you need that, you should have those things. Uh, what we do is, I don't know, I'm, I'm cheap, right? I just grab some, we have pallets here from, you know, shipping. I just lean those up against the fence. Um, it allows air to blow through there. It gives them some cover and I can just move those down a fence line, you know, every whatever week or so after, you know, the fawns have been laying in there kind of beating the grass down and, and creating a, you know, a tamp spot or a dirt spot or something like that. Um, so I usually have like one or two of those in the, in the pens. Uh, but those grass strips, those fawns lay right in there. 
and um, they're real easy to find. So I just, when I do my fawn checks, I'm walking in relatively short grass and I can check the whole, like when I walk my, when I walk my pastures, check fawns each day, um, I can check them quick, right? So if there's eight fawns in a, in a pen and I can identify all eight of them, you know, with only walking one grass strip and I'll have to walk the other two. That's awesome. Um, it also, you know, the does like kind of getting in there and, you know, if there's flies, they get the flies off them, provides a little bit of cover and shade and things like that. So, um, you know, once those, you know, I might mow once or twice and then I'll rotate, I'll knock down one of those, those strips and I'll let a fresh area grow up, you know, cause they'll get matted down from, fawns and big does laying in there. And anyway, I'll just rotate those through. So I really like using the the grass strips to help manage my inventory and my fawn checks and stuff. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about, um, fawns quickly. Um, the first zero to, uh, 24 hours. So we're, we're watching our does. We're, we're identifying an animal that we think is going to freshen if you haven't had fawns before, it's, it's relatively new and you need a recap. Um, typically speaking, some of the, the signs of a doe being ready to have fawns are, um, obviously they'll have that kind of big taunt belly. They'll be potentially pacing the fence or maybe acting aggressive towards other does in the pen, uh, tail half cocked. Um, if you're watching on the video, you know, uh, you have a, a, a butt and, you know, the tail kind of protrudes out. It's not laying flat against the, the rear of the hindquarters, or it could be just straight out and they're pacing around. Usually that doesn't happen to the last, uh, 24 hours prior to, to fawning. Um, you'll see mucus discharge and anytime that mucus discharge happens, it's, it's pretty much, you got 24 hours and and those things are coming, uh, 24 hours or less. So, uh, those are some telltale signs when that mucus, um, when that mucus plug pops out of there, their flank area in between the rib and the hind quarter goes from being, uh, wide and taunt to, um, kind of nestled in and, a, and a little bit flappy, um, not full on flap, like right after they have fawns, but you know, looser than it was and that's just because those those fawns are starting to position themselves um to get uh in, into into the right uh place for uh them to them to come out so they kind of align in that call it that pelvic uh, cavity area it's it's actually before that but in that area right um so those are those are kind of some things to look for when like if you can like watching watching fawns comes pretty cool i try not to disturb my does um as time has gone on i do less and less uh bottle feeding so i don't really have i don't think i have any yeah i don't have any does that i can kind of walk up to anymore i used to have some does where i could just sit there and like help them with fawns coming out and just hang out and stuff uh which was pretty cool but like we don't have does like that anymore uh which is which is fine um good pair of binocs we've talked about that before you know keep keep those on hand right like we use our binoculars every day all day to look at our deer we can look at antlers we can look at fawns we can look at does like 
they're just they are the number one piece of equipment um on our farm probably i would say that's probably the case like and just buy buy the best ones you can i it's whatever you got to do just buy the best pair of binoculars you can get they they pay dividends um plus you can use them when you go hunting which is awesome so um so you we usually watch as many as we can right unless they're you know they're born at night or whatever but like we see a doe having fawns we'll, we'll watch make sure everything's good we try not to bother them we stay away um generally speaking those moms are really good at taking care of their fawns like really really good so you don't have to get in there and intervene um we did a we did a test and people are like, how do we know if they got adequate colostrum? It's a good question. There's really no, um, from afar, there's no, there's no way to tell, but we did a, we did a test and I, I apologize. I don't remember the name, but we drew blood and we were checking protein levels in the, in the blood of fawns, uh, right around 24 hours old. And we had, a. We had, and this is, I guess this is uh, common in cattle. And I, I should have looked up the name before the, before the, uh, the show, I apologize. Um, so anyway, we drew blood on uh, 25 fawns and all but one had adequate protein levels, which means they got colostrum from mom. They got plenty of colostrum. And the one that didn't was um, a smaller, uh, triplet so and she was like just under the cutoff that we used for what we considered an adequate amount of of um proteins that we found in that that blood sample um it it goes to show that like mother nature's pretty good and they're the ins the instincts of these uh females that we've been breeding is is real nice right so these does are doing their job now you may have some does that maybe they don't milk good or they have a poor temperament or i mean you, the list goes on and on we've tried to remove those animals from uh, our breeding population so generally speaking um they're all really good moms so anyway just keep keep that in mind so fawns are born um Mom's going to lay with them. Some moms will lay with them like all day, depending on how many fawns there are. When you get into the multiples, like they, they lay with them for a long, long time. Um, it's, it's important to, it's important to note that, you know, we like to give about six hours, at least six hours, you know, you watch them come out. Let's just say they come out nine o'clock in the morning. You know, we're, we're not, we're not really messing with them till afternoon or evening. There's just, there's no need to let them drink as much as they want from mom. If she places them and kind of moves on about her day, so be it. When I say place, I mean like she'll lay with them. And like when she gets up to leave and those fawns like lay down and they're sitting tight there, um, you can go in and check them out. Um, what we do is we just, we go up, we do a, we do a, um, a fawn paste. We use the CNE fawn paste. Shout out CNE. Got sponsor um, of the show. We think they're the best products on the market. We've been using them for more than 15 years. Um, just top notch stuff. So they get half a tube of that. And, you know, we, we do a gender check on them. 
uh, Bucker Dose, pretty simple stuff, right? Two genders, yep. Um, and then uh, we also take a DNA sample and microchip. And that's pretty much it. Um, if you want to see the full fun protocol in action and you're a service solutions member, we have a video of that um, kind of running through all the steps that we we do on a on a live fawn. Um, so that's the basics of it. And then we just we just um, try to maintain, you know, minimum once a day for the first couple weeks of life, um, you know, maintain that constant present was presence with those fawns, just giving them a check, making sure nothing's wrong. Uh, most of, I don't want to say most, but you know, the first couple weeks of life is probably the most challenging for fawns. Now everybody's going to have kind of different, um, different problems that occur on their farm, but get them through those first couple weeks. Many, many, many farms do really well with that. Um, make sure you have your um, I just wrote down a couple notes here. Make sure you have your little alcohol prep bottle, um, your AllFlex TSU uh, tagger. If you're not using that AllFlex TSU sample unit, um, oh, I think we got one right here. Check this out. I was doing a, I was doing a video. Many of you have seen this. So if you're on the video, we got these little things. Let's get that to focus in there. Um, they go into this apparatus. Again, this is the Allflex TSU tagger. Puts a little small ear punch in, collects the DNA sample. Make sure you, you're getting those uh, for your, your uh, GBV uh, PRNP test and your parentage. It's uh, And for many of the states, there's cooperative agreement dollars that provide funding for that, that testing. It's a no-brainer. Just... Even if you don't want to, even if you don't want to, to do it, um, it's cool to get your parentage at a minimum, or punch the samples. Makes a nice pilot hole for a for a farm tag or an RFID tag, uh, and just bank the samples. You can drop them in a little plastic bag with a, you know, a sharpie notation of what animal it is, and throw them in the freezer. They're they're going to last for a long time, decade. I'm saying a decade. They say a year. I'm saying a decade. Um, it just, it's a great way to preserve, uh, DNA tissue. Anyway, make sure you're using those, um, the kind of the last, the last thing, well, there's two more things, right? So diagnostics, when you, when you encounter sick animals, having diagnostic kits ready to go, what does that look like? If you're a service solutions member, you get vaccine from us, you have a cooler with some gel packs. That's step one, having that, making sure you have the appropriate diagnostic forms for a lab, and then having uh, rubber gloves, Ziploc bags, Sharpies, things like that, uh, or you know, fresh scalpels, those kinds of things are really helpful for uh, preparing for diagnostics. In those first couple of weeks, you know, fecal samples for anything that's loose or you're having issues with, and then getting an MIC test done. Uh, check out, we did a NADT clips. Um, if you haven't watched those, they're just short segments of the shows where we yanked a piece out. Um, check out the 
the M MIC uh, test uh, NADT clips that we have. It walks you through what that is. It's a, a you know antibiotic susceptibility test. Very very important when you're dealing with um, different bacteria, especially uh, ones like you know your E. coli's and your clostridia and stuff like that. But E. coli for sure. Um, so check out um check out those nadt clips uh episode 33 again i said it before i'll try to i'll try to link it in the show here and what that that's a nice in-depth kind of full show on on all these topics that we're talking about um you know make sure that you're able to to be able to heat fawns up if it's cold right so you know, heating pads are good, a dry environment, um, heating pads. Uh, we really like using the wet towel garbage bag technique. If you haven't seen that, um, check that out because that, that warms up deer really quick. Uh, the other thing to have on hand, for sure, without question, um, depending on the however many animals you have, uh, you, you can figure it out. Having a couple packs of the CNE and e uh, Fawn 911 is really good idea so you get a fawn that's just like weak and knocked down uh you mix some of that up you tube them if you don't know how to tube learn how to tube feed a fawn it's really easy and um, get some of that into their belly helps warm them up from the inside bangs up their dextrose um levels has good probiotics enzymes proteins things like that and it kickstarts their system so it's a it's a bare minimum thing to have around the packets last a while. So, um, not the end of the world. If you don't use one good stuff, um, hopefully everybody's ready for fawns. I'm getting there. Um, I don't want any fawns tomorrow, but, uh, here in another week or two, we're gonna, we're gonna end up having some and, um, we look forward to it. If you have any issues, uh, and you want to reach out, I am here to help to the best that I can. Um, you know, I can't take on, uh, everyone's, uh, problems, so to speak, but I, I will try to help you, um, as much as I can. Again, hope everybody has a good fawning, uh, fawning season. And, you know, we, um, we try to, we try to make, things as easy as possible with our our service solutions platform so if that's something that that interests you check that out it's just servicesolutions.com um anyway i don't want to belabor the point hope everybody has a great one and we will see you soon with that stay tuned for another episode of north american deer talk